<laughs> Welcome to part two. The mess only intensifies. I know this podcast is a very big part of your life. You've mentioned it to me multiple times. Kind of a, you know, a bachelor nation groupie. No, no, no. Hold on with me, Derek. Name one thing that I said that's false, Derek. Don't insult my intelligence. Here we go. Hi, Emily. <laughs> Hi, Kayla. We're back for part two. We never left. You guys Did you left. miss us? Yeah, you but guys left. We're just marathoning. So <laughs> we're, like, we're just we're still like, here. We're just like such content creators. We're like Honestly. recording batch episodes, you know. You know us. Uh, so ahead of the curve. Um, yeah, so we're back for part two, uh, Electric Boogaloo. It only gets fucking worse. It only gets fucking worse. We start off with the rose ceremony from hell. This is what the whole season has led up to, is this rose ceremony, uh, where we've seen the preview a thousand times. Um, yep. And we see a lot of crying in the preview and we see a broken nail. We finally know who has the broken nail. Poor Rachel. Um, She was going through so much. She didn't deserve to also be missing a nail. It's not her fault. I would have had my nail glue if I were there. I always have my (laughs) nail glue on me. Um, (laughs) uh, My noble steed. My (laughs) my sidekick. So, um, yeah. So we get into this rose ceremony. Clayton is like, my heart is broken right now. Um, But I have to be honest with the women. And this is some of the worst shit I've ever seen. So basically, Gabby, <laughs> Gabby and Rachel, me about literally every moment of this season. I'm like, this was the worst thing I've ever watched. So Gabby and Rachel are entering thinking, like coming back from, you know, just having fantasy suites where they were told they were loved by this man. So and like, they got they're fucked. Probably, so they're feeling pretty good. And they got that dick. So they're like, woohoo, like whatever, walking in, they look both of them look stunning. Yep. Gabby's dress, literally amazing, incredible. She's serving looks. So then they get up to where the rose ceremony is in the most echoey hall that has ever existed in Iceland. Oh That's God. important to note. <laughs> um, and and um, they're like, where's Susie? Because Susie just does not show. Um, and they didn't know she had left yet. Which so, I don't know how it's possible that they didn't know that Susie had left because Susie would have literally had to walk back into their right. shared hotel suite after fantasy suites. Um, yeah, I have a feeling that like, honestly, them having to hang out is like so producer prompted that they're like, now you guys have to hang out, but then you don't sleep in the same room or something like, or you don't yeah. sleep like they wouldn't, they like, didn't know. I don't know. I really don't know how they wouldn't have known, but they didn't know. Um, and also it's possible that they don't actually stay together. And like you're saying, it's just producer force that they hang out because when he group breaks up with them later and Gabby storms off, she storms off to a separate hotel room than she was originally in with Rachel, which she had a key for. So, um, yeah, yeah, so I don't really know, but yeah, they didn't know she had left clearly. And they're like, where's Susie? And then Clayton comes out. Can you do your best reenactment? Honestly, I'm not good at a Clayton impression. I'm not good at sounding like a refrigerator box, but I'll try my best. (laughs) So, (laughs) so he he comes out and he's like, I don't even remember it. It was like, what, last night, two nights ago, I blacked out. Um, so, so he's like, (laughs) 
<laughs> so he's like, as you can see, like Susie's not here. I don't know. I'm improving. I really don't remember it. I'm but riffing. he was like, yeah, I'm riffing. Um, this is like what I would have said if I were like as dumb and boring <laughs> as him. Um, he's like, Susie's not here. I have to be honest with you. I was intimate with both of you. And like, I think he at this point says like, and I told all of you that I loved you basically. And he doesn't hide. He goes, I was intimate with both of you. And also I was in love with Susie. Like, yeah, that was it. That was it. And it's like, okay, twist the knife, my friend. And then like, he's very not, he's very much not hiding the fact that like Susie leaving is the worst thing that has ever happened to him. And that's what got me too. I'm like, because clearly like Rachel and Gabby are like, okay, so you clearly fucking liked her more. Like what? <laughs> yeah. Like I don't understand the, the concern. So at this point we get 45 minutes of sobbing. This is where I was like, how are people saying this is the best finale ever? It has been 45 yeah. minutes and nothing has happened. That being said, I was wrong and like, it really picks up, but yeah, <laughs> like sobbing again in the most echoey building in all of Iceland. So like he's trying to collect himself, talk to Jesse. All you hear are like Rachel's sobs, like echoing through the building. The sound editor had a fucking field day with this one. Um, oh they're God. like, remind him of his sins. So <laughs> they're both crying. He goes off. He has like private conversations with each of them where he's like trying to comfort them. And is like, I don't even fucking know what he says at this point. I'm like, I, I was like, I don't believe you. I don't believe anything you say. Um, and yeah, just like apologizing and trying to get them on his side, basically. Yeah, it, the conversations, I mean, they're both clearly upset. They're both whatever. So then we go back to the rose ceremony portion because that's the stupidest shit about this show. No matter what happens, we have to return to the stupid fucking format of them standing 25 feet away from him. Like, I don't understand. So, so stupid. he's like, Rachel, will you accept this rose? And she's like, she walks forward. And she's like, yes. And she accepts it and walks back. And then he's like, Gabby, and she walks forward. And he's like, will you accept this rose? And she goes, I'm sorry, I can't. And walks out. First of all, iconic. Second of all, so queen of her. And she says, do you want to walk me out? <laughs> like, I'm obsessed with her. I love her so much. Now, mind you, this is after um, something to, to note about this conversation that he had with them before the actual rose ceremony part is that he says, she, she's like, I don't understand how you can be in love with all three of us. And he's like, well, it's going to come down to like who I love the most. And Gabby goes, wrong fucking answer. So funny. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's so true. She does say that. No, it's so, it's like, that's the thing is he's like measuring the love. Like it's so fucking bizarre. I'm like- He's like compete. He's making them compete. So that- He's like comment. making it a competition. And people are like, the show is a competition. Shut up. Like he yeah. made it that way. Like he's, he wants it to be. He wants people to be fighting for him. And Gabby very much calls him out on this later. Right. Um, and in the moment, but like, yeah, basically he has said to her like- it's who I love the most, Kay. Mm, you're such a fuck up. Anyway. Now, what he doesn't include when he tells both women this, so he says to, to both of them, it's going to be who I love the most. That's the comment that really rubs Gabby the wrong way. And that's what makes her not accept the rose. Right. They walk downstairs. And now this is the, this is what I think is honestly one of the most fucked up things he did the entire time. He tells mm -hmm. them that it's going to be who I love the most. First of all, fuck you for measuring it. Second right. of all, he doesn't include that. He already told Susie. He, he told Susie the most. 
Yeah. And also I want to say when he's explaining to them what happened, he was like, Susie's gone. And honestly, by the time she left, I didn't even know who I was looking at anymore. He repeats what he already said to Susie in a less like aggro way, but that's important to note because he later in the next episode says like, I didn't mean those things. I was just heated in the moment. No, you did fucking mean those things. You repeated them again to Gabby and Rachel at the rose ceremony. Like he very much repeats, you know, again, in a less elevated way, but he says, I didn't even know who I was looking at anymore. I feel like she's a different person than the person I knew. Like literally repeats that idea. Yeah. A day later. So I don't know. Yeah. Like (laughs) anyway, but yes, continue. So the comment that rubs Gabby the wrong way that makes her want to leave is that he makes the who he loves the most comment. And that's when she's like, wrong fucking answer. Mm-hmm. And he walks her out and he's basically begging her to stay. Yep. He's like, what can I do? And she expresses very clearly. She's like, I don't want to be loved the most. Like, I want to be loved authentically for me. Right. And and you can't compare us. The relationship you have with each of us is so different. Like, how could you compare how you feel about me to how you feel about Rachel to how you feel about Susie, et cetera. Yeah. He basically convinces her to stay. Now, mind you, Rachel is upstairs having a fucking meltdown on the floor because she just got stuck with She's this like, man. What the fuck? <laughs> like her face immediately is like, um, what just happened? Am I literally going to get engaged? This is so fucked. And Rachel ends up bringing it up later, but it's a really great point. It's like, I don't want to win. Cause I'm the only one left standing. Cause Susie and Gabby left like, right. If I'm yeah, going to end up catch. With, like, right. Like if I want to end up with Clayton, I want it to be because he chose, he chose me above you. everybody right. else. Right. Um, so she's having a meltdown. Even She, she was the winner of the bachelor for like 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, and then he convinces Gabby to stay. She comes back up. She accepts the rose. And honestly, um, people were like, I think Gabby came back for Rachel. And I'm like, me too. Like, to be quite yeah. honest, because like, This man, I mean, you know, we go on, she meets his family and it's like fine, but I'm like, I feel like she thought about it and was like, I don't want, like, I don't, I don't know. I feel like there was something about the default in there and like being like uh, keeping it fair or something. I really don't know, but I was just like, I just, I was so unconvinced by everything he said to her. And I was like, she's too smart to go back for him. (laughs) Yeah. But I don't know. Maybe she did. And uh, it also anyway. could explain why Gabby, when the breakup finally happened, like the yep. final breakup was like, Gabby immediately was just pissed and left versus Rachel was like devastated. Right. Right. And like, I feel like there's something there with like Gabby and Rachel, they protect each other quite a bit. And it was honestly the best fucking part of the last two episodes was like yep. how much the two of them bonded and what makes, makes me so excited to see them be like the bachelorettes. Um, but yeah, so she does come back after a very unconvincing Clayton being like, well, please, whatever, manipulating <laughs> so again, Manipu- women. manipulates both of them into staying like again, even though he doesn't fucking- like them that much. No. And has said he loves Susie the most, but on, and at this point, this is what pissed me off and what a lot of the criticisms were. And I think his parents even said this is like, are you here because it's these two women or are you here because you're the bachelor and you feel like you have to love someone? Like, like at this point, it's like so clear that like, he's not staying because he's like, I'm so in love with Rachel and Gabby. And like, I know that one of them could be my wife. It's like, well, I'm the bachelor and I got to see it through basically. That's how it feels. Um, so speaking of Clayton's parents, um, the next portion is when Sue or, uh, Gabby and Rachel get to meet Clayton's parents. Now I was, I'm not going to lie. I was nervous going into this because I was like 
are we going to get another sweet nums? Who's going to be like, my son is perfect. He's done nothing wrong. We got quite the opposite. Oh yeah. Clayton's parents fucking hate him. They hate him. (laughs) They hate him. He comes in and he like tells them everything basically about how Gabby tried to leave. And literally his dad is like, I don't blame her. Like, literally. like, I don't blame her. I don't blame her. And he's like, I think you screwed the pooch. Like, I think you fucked this up. And like, basically, like, I mean, being honest with him and holding him accountable. King. I want them to hire Clayton's dad for like anyone whose parents don't want to be on the show for the hometown visit. Like Clayton's dad should just fill in. Like he is honestly, Clayton's dad is one of the best parents we've ever had on this show for the sheer fact that even when other people have been insufferable, the parents have been like, but maybe they, blah, blah, blah. no Clayton's dad is like, you fuck this up. Like, dude, what? Like, yeah. And yeah, he was no. having a silly goose girl's time with both Gabby and Rachel. Oh my God. Yeah. Loved basically them. like we can kind of combine these. They're basically the same thing. Both women show yeah. up clearly like pretty unwell being like trying their best to have a good time. And they're delightful to his parents. It's not that like, like they show yeah. up and they're like, putting on their, their, you know, queen faces. They're like, whatever, um, I'm going to make a good impression. And they do. And his dad is literally like, I would have smacked him. Like he's an idiot. Like what, what do you see in my idiot son? You're too good for him. (laughs) Basically like, (laughs) and like his mom is the same, but his mom is a bit less outward about it and is a bit more like, we want you to be happy. But like his dad's like, you don't even deserve it. Like, (laughs) (laughs) his dad's like you don't deserve peace you don't deserve a moment of peace so he's he gets along super well with the girls I mean this man was meant to be a girl dad and instead he's the father to like three refrigerators like it's like it's like really it's really he he got fucked like he got fucked um he's a feminist icon he really is and I also think like his mom was trying to be like because they, they, the producers ask her, you know, and the dad in interviews, like, you know, who do you think is a better fit? Who do you, whatever. Right. And Clayton's poor mom is like trying to not completely shit on her son while also whatever. So she's like, you know, I really liked Gabby. I think she's great. I like that she was strong. I like that she stood up for herself. But Rachel, I mean, I guess if she didn't leave, she must really see something in him. Like she's trying to come up with positives where he's like, well, two of the women tried to leave my son. So I guess the other one, like, I don't know, but then also being like, and they were right to leave. I think (laughs) like (laughs) like, it was, it was honestly like one of my favorite meeting the parents of the leads ever because they actually like, I mean, we don't get leads this often that are like such fuck ups that their parents have to be like, you deserve to be alone. But like, they basically did that. Like they were like, you screwed up. You were a bad bachelor. Get over it. Like, and also like, I just think I, I, the one thing I will give Clayton as well is that I think it would have been easy for Clayton to, to not lie, but not tell his parents quite how royally he fucked up. But you can tell that there's a very healthy family dynamic at play because he felt very comfortable coming in and being like, guys, I need your help. I fucked this up. I mean, Peter, like Peter's parents would never say he did anything wrong, but at the same time, Peter would never tell his parents that he did something wrong. Like, like Clayton at least, and I actually credit the parents for this too. They gave him, they give him, you know, a good enough family environment to where he's able to be like, Hey, I fucked up. Yeah. Um, 
sweet nums would would not believe it nor tolerate it so you know but yeah his parents are fucking icons and they the you know meet the parents dates go as well as they can like as under the circumstances yeah. under the circumstances of being like his his second and third choice like i don't know it's like fine and so you know they leave and then this motherfucker they don't do final dates they only do the hometowns which the, not the hometowns they only do the meet the parents which they which, normally combine no, and no, the girls no. very clearly thought that there were going to be dates after because yes. they talk about it with each other later. They're like, did you get one? And they're like, no, did you? Yeah. So part of me wonders if Clayton deciding to re-pursue Susie was actually aired out of order. Yeah. Um, I'm wondering if that conversation between Clayton and producers happened sooner than it appeared on the episode, because I can't think of another reason why there wouldn't have been dates with Rachel and Gabby. Yeah, I'm not sure. But basically, after those happened, he says to his parents, like, I just couldn't stop thinking about Susie, which like we fucking know because you said you were the most in love with her, you psycho. So <laughs> like he's like, I couldn't stop thinking about her. Like, I just think she's my person, whatever. And like his mom basically is like, She's clearly not your person. She left you, queen. Um, <laughs> queen shit for that. And then, like, um, like both of his parents basically are like, I mean, if good fucking luck, but, like, she wanted to leave. So what are you going to do about it? And then Jesse is just, like, randomly there. He appeared like, like a mirage. He, and he looks exactly like Clayton and his brothers. <laughs> so it was hard to tell that there was even an extra guy in the room, to be honest. Um, and he's like, so Susie is still in Iceland. Oh my God. What? Susie's still in Iceland. Color me shocked. As if this show doesn't do that literally every time. Like they're like, you got to stick around for another two weeks. We never know what could happen. <laughs> literally. So, um, and also when Jesse comes to Susie's room and says, you know, like Clayton really wants to see right. She's like acting so surprised. She has the perfect blowout. Her makeup's done. She's mic'd. Like, yeah, she looks flawless. Yeah. yeah. They're like, um, they're like, act surprised. And she's like, you literally mic'd me. Yeah. Like um, you were just in here. So don't really know what you think I was expecting. So then she goes and like, it seems like it's going to be like a meet the parents date. But then she's like, I think Clayton and I should just go talk. And his parents are like, probably. <laughs> so they go and talk. And he basically is like, uh, I don't even know. He was just like, I, you know, I still love you. I still have feelings for you, whatever. Yeah. And Susie's like, um, I need a minute. And he, at this point tells Susie and decides that he's going to break up with Gabby and Rachel. Yeah. When he says this to Susie, we all thought he meant separately. Yeah. <laughs> he <was> obviously. <laughs> he's like literally a sociopath. He's like, so I'm just going to do a one and done breakup. Should be back in five minutes. Max, <laughs> you stay right here with my dad. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, just a quick world tour breakup. Um, and I'll be back before lunch. Like, he's like <laughs> this man is such a fuck up. Sorry. I can't, I really, I really have never disliked a bachelor so much. Ben Flenick is finally <laughs> sleeping at night. Juan Pablo gets eight hours a night. Pete pilot Pete. He, he has never slept better in his fucking life knowing that I now have a new mortal enemy. <laughs> he's like well it's like that that girl doesn't hate me as much anymore and i'm like you're right i don't and you lied about stuff like he was a liar and i'm like ah you weren't as bad like he's <laughs> like i'd be lying 
Um, <laughs> I'd be lying. About to lie. That tweet. <laughs> about to lie. That was for um, you. I, Juan Pablo actually tweeted last night during the finale. Yeah. He was like, I can finally sleep at night or something like that. Or I can finally like sleep peacefully. Yes. I literally, he's like, that man has never gotten more sleep in his life. He's like, fuck yeah. Like someone else passed the torch down. Honestly, even though I wish they weren't, I actually think the only thing that could save Clayton is the fact that Susie took him back because if enough time goes by and Susie and Clayton are still together, then it becomes a, well, at least it all worked out in the end. Right. And we will kind of glaze over all the shit. Right. Well, like Ari, I was just going to say like Ari, like, and that's what I was thinking about. However, like, we'll get into it. I really can't imagine being Susie and watching all this shit back. Cause she said they got back together like four months ago. So I'm like, oh, you hadn't seen this monstrosity yet. Yeah. Um, So I'll get to what she said about him and all that on Nick's podcast later. But but basically- He's like, I'm going to break up with Rachel and, and, uh, Gabby and I'll, I'll come back. I'll be back in five. Yeah. Not really back in five. It takes place. I think later in the day or on a different day. Yeah, but Clayton goes to their hotel where Gabby and Rachel are staying and they're in the same room. They're hanging out. They're talking about, did you get a date? I didn't get a date. Clayton comes walking in looking like Jon Snow coming up the staircase. He looks like a fucking giant. He looks like his head is going to hit the ceiling. It was, it was a dwarf house. Like, literally. <laughs> I'm like, he looks so tall in that room. How is this happening? Um, yeah. So he comes into the room and he basically says, you know, everything that we shared together was real. The feelings that I expressed toward both of you were real. That being said, you know, I have decided that I'm going to pursue Susie and she's still in Iceland and, and, you know, whatever. Gabby immediately is like, fuck you, bye, gets up and leaves the room. He, oh, he goes, any questions? Um, <laughs> I almost jumped through my TV and beat his ass. I was like, any questions? Like I'm in kindergarten and you're teaching me multiplication? No, I don't have any fucking questions. And Gabby immediately is like, I have nothing to say. Gets up, fucking leaves. Queen shit. Because Gabby already went through and she explains it on AFR. She was like, the first time that he told us about all this, that was my heartbreak phase because I really trusted him. I felt like we had a great relationship. I was blindsided. The second time I wasn't blindsided. Yeah. The heartbreak had already happened. I already distrusted him so much. Even if Gabby and him had ended up together, it would have taken her like years to get past the trust issues that I'm sure she accrued from this whole experience. (laughs) Right. So she, so yeah, this second breakup, she's like, fuck you and your life. Bye. <laughs> now it is clear at this point that Rachel is much more devastated by this than Gabby is yes. because Rachel just immediately starts sobbing and is sitting there. Now, if I'm Clayton, deal with I, I'm going to comfort Rachel first because she's sobbing and looks she's upset. sobbing. Gabby looks like she wants to murder me. So I'm going to talk to Rachel first. Clayton says, right. no, I'm going to comfort Rachel if alone. you die. You can't right. comfort Rachel if you die. Like you have to pick your battles wisely. No, He's he like, doesn't. I'm going to leave the sobbing girl alone and go chase the one that hates me. Yes. So he leaves the room to follow Gabby. Gabby's packing. She's like, I don't want to talk to you. Dry eyes, dry as fuck. Like she's like, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> she put this motherfucker in, her, in his place. This was a smackdown. Like this, like he, he was dead. <laughs> yeah, she decimated They're him. Decimated. And at the end um, of the conversation, he goes, 
can I walk you out? And she looks like she just ate. She looks like she just drank sour milk like, and then goes, no, no. <laughs> and she, so like during this conversation, she basically says, which is the best point. And also she continues to make great points in her AFR interview, which we'll actually just go right into. Cause they kind of take yeah. it like one yeah. at a time. She's like, you wanted me to stay when it was on your terms or like you wanted me to stay because I wanted to leave on my terms, but now it's on your terms. So you're fine saying bye to me or whatever. And yeah. I was like, exactly. Like he just didn't want to be rejected. This man cannot be fucking rejected clearly because he pursues Susie another eight times. Like, like yeah, he cannot take rejection. And she, that's what's so disgusting about the behavior is like he manipulated these two women into staying only to two days later be like, mm, never mind. Bye. Mind. Now you can leave. Yeah. That's what, and she says, she's like, I could have been at home for the last two days with my friends and family who actually give a shit about me. And instead I was here with you who doesn't. And he's like, I do give a shit about you. Yeah. Fuck off. Like, no, you fucking don't. I think that's more or less what she says. She's like, yeah, no, that's exactly. Like, she's like, no, you don't. Like he, he is so selfish. And like, this is where it really, again, is like, you have no fucking empathy. You have yeah. no intention to put yourself in these women's shoes or think about what would be appropriate even the fact that you try to break up with them at the same time like yeah you do not think about other people at and all. then I think another great point that Gabby makes um in, in talking he says I really did love you and she's like no you didn't because when you love someone you assume responsibility for caring for them and and not hurting them like right or to the best of your ability comforting them and right. taking care of them like you don't love if you're gonna like actively torture another human being you can't be like but I love you no you don't no. like love in its purest form is taking care of someone right which he had no even, intention of doing for either of them even if he wasn't in love with them saying he loves them even if you mean in a friend way it's the same fucking thing like having yeah. love for someone is taking care of them and like wanting to protect their like wanting to protect them. And, um, he didn't do that for either of for, them or for so Susie for that matter or for Susie, like such yeah. bullshit. And so, yeah. So then we go right into her, uh, after the final Rose interview where she says a lot of the same things that she says to Jesse, she's like, honestly, it was just like, I was like lied to and I was manipulated. And when she talks to him, she says the same thing. She's like, this is not how you treat someone that you love. Yeah. At all. Uh, and puts him in his, place and he many times says I'm sorry you felt that way because he's a little bitch but like she's like no she's taking no prisoners she's like you're dead to me bye yeah not a crumb um, was left not a crumb not of Clayton was left. was left and then it only got worse with Rachel like that man he's a dead man walking um <laughs> big Tony is gonna have his way with Clayton <laughs> yeah so. <laughs> so then we got back to Rachel um, who's still sobbing and Clayton goes to her and he's trying to apologize and all this stuff. And she, I think Gabby was not shocked. Rachel was shocked. Like I think, yeah. and this is why I think that Gabby genuinely just stayed for Rachel because yeah, Rachel at that point was so devastated that it seems very clear that she was under the impression she was leaving the show with Clayton at that point, because yeah. I feel like a conversation must have gone down between her and Gabby where Gabby said, if he proposes, I'm not accepting it. Like I'm yeah. here for you because yeah. otherwise I don't know how Rachel could have been so confident that, that she was going to leave there with Clayton. Yeah. Um, honestly. And she, and she the, Oh, it's so heartbreaking. She absolutely loved him the most. I feel that like, I feel yeah. that she loved him the most out of the three of them more than Susie did. I think like, <laughs> like I, uh, Rachel, like 
loved him and like says like she's like I always fought for you I always like trusted you even when I shouldn't have like and like yeah based on the cuts she was getting throughout the whole season I thought it was going to be Rachel yeah I knew too. that he and Susie had a strong connection but I always thought his connection with Rachel was the strongest yeah um just the chemistry of like she had the playful parts of Gabby and like like but also was more like him like a bit Susie. a bit more muted right it was like it was like this perfect storm of a person and i like i i at this point i wasn't shocked but like when i realized how that he loved Susie the most in his words i was like kind of shocked because i was like you literally are obsessed with Rachel and have been since the day you met her so just yeah. wild but yeah she's like devastated and this shows like two very strong women having different reactions, but still being like extremely admirable. Um, and like, like she's crying and she is fighting for him until the end. But like, when she's like, if you make me get in this car, you're going to regret it. And he opens the door and she's like, all right, like, yeah, here we go. So. And that's yeah. On AFR, she's talking about how painful it is to watch back or whatever. And Jesse is like, how do you feel about the fact that you continued to fight for him through to the end? And like, like, do you feel like you were right to do that? And she was like, honestly, like, yeah, she was like, because I, I hadn't seen everything yet. And I, I felt like our connection was so strong and, and I was putting up a fight for it because I just couldn't believe there was a way it wasn't me. Um, and like, she, I think she should feel that way. I don't think she should have any regrets about it. Like, because she didn't know. Yeah. And then she says, when he asks, are you still in love with Clayton? She's like, no, after seeing what I've seen, no, not at all. Yeah. She's like, I have no, when she's crying again, she's like, it's not because I have residual feelings and I believe her a hundred percent. Like, I'm like, I truly believe she's just reliving the trauma of being like lied to and manipulated and like, just put down and smacked around basically like and having was, to like, watch it all on and TV. having to watch it with your parents in the audience I'd cry too <laughs> like yeah so I think I genuinely believe and I like yeah if she doesn't love him anymore and he comes out and she gives a similar has a similar conversation to what Gabby had with him where it's like yeah this is fucked up like <laughs> yeah this is fucked so then we get to just the, the dumbest shit I've ever seen. So the worst, the worst thing I've ever seen. Yeah. And I actually feel Again. my supplemental resource about Nick's podcast actually really does come into play at this moment. And cause mm-hmm. I was texting you about this and you were like, this is so fucked up. So yeah, the next thing that happens is that he goes to Susie and tells her, you know, that they broke up and that he wants to spend the last couple of days with her and stuff. And Susie agrees to that. She agrees to spending the last couple of days there and, and you know, whatever. Susie shows up. We all know it's proposal day. Clayton knows it's proposal day. He's holding a ring. He's been looking at a ring all morning. Yeah. Right. So Neil Lane is in the bushes, like cackling and like twiddling his thumbs, like waiting. Yeah. So that's how you know it's proposal day. (laughs) Pulls up in a limo and she's in a white dress. She's out of the limo. Now, mind you, rose ceremony locations when they're in foreign countries are in beautiful, prestigious locations. So Susie gets out of the car. Now, this is where Nick's podcast comes into play. So basically what happens is, is Susie goes in, very clearly sees it's proposal day. Clayton is trying to win her back. And she very eloquently says, I have so much love for you. I do believe you to be a good person that made mistakes. That being said, I need to leave Iceland alone. Like I can't comfortably leave Iceland in a relationship with you. And I, and even Clayton seemed to handle it pretty well. He was like, yeah, I get that. And um, yeah. they 
he, he asks a little he's bit, like, but right. He's like, are you saying like no to the proposal? Or are you saying like no to me forever? And she's like, I just don't think you're my person. I don't think it's us basically. Yeah. So she leaves. He becomes the first bachelor in history to have the final rose rejected. It's what he deserves. It's if what he deserves that way. <laughs> so she leaves. Now this is where Nick's podcast comes into play because Nick, if you guys have never listened to Vile Files, even if you're not a huge Nick fan, he's a, yeah. He's an excellent interviewer and he asks such great questions because he's been on the show and he knows the questions to ask, like things that people like me and Emily wouldn't even think to ask because we've never been in that experience. And so Nick was very candid with Susie. If you guys haven't listened to it, it's actually a really great interview, but he says to her, um, you know, some of the feedback you're probably going to get is was it a grab to be the bachelorette that you showed up to proposal day in a white dress and proceeded to just turn him down? Like you, the the point being, she could have broken up with him before proposal day. She could have agreed to not stay, you know, whatever. And she says, she was like, I was told it was a rose ceremony. She's like, so the white dress, she was like, that wasn't the dress that I had packed for proposal day. I had a totally different dress for proposal day. Like that was just a dress I packed for the rose ceremony. And so basically production she didn't say that they explicitly told her it was a rose ceremony, but they led her to believe it was a rose ceremony. They never mentioned it was proposal day. Mm-hmm. And so she showed up just thinking, oh, I'm going to have a rose ceremony. Maybe I like, I accept a rose and we hang out the next few days. Like, I don't know. Right. So when she showed up and it was the proposal, obviously she said, no, she was completely blindsided. Like, yeah, yeah, no. And like, I mean, her saying no was like super, um, empowering. I texted you this. I was like, I was really like proud of her. It was the same way I felt when she walked out after he like blew up at her. Cause she, she like stands her ground. She doesn't get super emotional. Um, would have been fine if she did, but she's very like, yeah, collected. Like she's very together, which is honestly why I'm kind of surprised that she didn't know because it seemed very like, um, measured. And I felt like she kind of knew, but um, yeah, no, she, I mean, she says no and they, that's it. There. So we think, or so, or we, so think. we think, um, so she says no Clayton, they, they leave Iceland single. Now we cut back to AFR where Jesse says that one woman is going to come out and join them. Something nobody saw coming. Susie walks out, gives Clayton a big hug. They sit na- down next to each other. Clayton immediately puts his hand on Susie's leg. We're like, oh fuck. Like they got back together. So basically what happened was they leave Iceland, they're single. On AFR, they make it sound like time went by and then Susie DM'd Clayton. She revealed on Nick Vile Files that's not what happened at all. She got her phone back in Iceland yeah. and DM'd Clayton. And yeah. now to well, her she credit, said, she's like, it's been four months. And I was like, okay, so like since the show stopped filming. Right. <laughs> like to her like credit, a long time. <laughs> What she said when she DM'd him, she was like, I, and I believe her when she says it, she was like, I did not DM him. She's like, I meant what I said in Iceland about leaving single, about being broken up. Like, she's like, I meant it. When I DM'd him, she was like, I DM'd him because there are types of conversations that I wanted to have with him now that we weren't on camera. Like I wanted, she's like, because our breakup conversations were always, even though they got ugly, they were always filmed. They were always on camera. And now that I had my phone back and the show was over, like I wanted the opportunity to have real closure with him off camera. Yeah. Which I understand. Like, I think that's valid. Totally. 
And it ended up being that they continued to talk for a few months, get along, whatever. They met up once. She says nothing happened. They just met up. They were hanging out, whatever. And after a few months of talking and hanging out and rebuilding their relationship, they decided to date. Yeah. Um, so this is where I feel so torn because I was so proud of her for walking away from it. I was so, but also I think that Susie has a really level head. And if there's any person on this show that I think knows what's good for them, it's his top three. They are all so in control of themselves and what they need and what they want. They're all so articulate. They're so well-spoken, Susie included. And my thing is like, Susie knows Susie better than I do. And if she made the decision that this is what is best for her, uh, I trust Susie to be a level-headed and smart person. Yeah. You know? No, I think she is very smart. I, and that's, uh, like I said, like, that's why I think it was so disappointing. Cause I was like, she's like a really level-headed, smart person. I get wanting to have closure. I am someone who always, and I say this in like my personal life and to my friends, like closure is what you deem closure to be and you don't need closure by talking you don't you don't always get closure by talking to the other person I agree and I've said this to myself in relationships and breakups as well like closure is not always having a conversation closure sometimes is just telling yourself that's it I get I do get the like wanting closure off camera I I get it I understand it but I also think she's like, I didn't know that we were going to get back together. I don't really fully believe that. I think that there's a, there's something to it where if you're and this is how I feel in real life. If you are reaching out to someone for closure, quote unquote, there is a part of you that wants it to work. Yeah. That's I agree. how I feel. Cause Gabby feel very, was like, fuck you. I'm done. I'm never speaking literally. to you again. And she meant it. <laughs> like, exactly. Like I feel very strongly in like, it's happened to me before where it's like, if I reach out for closure, it's because there's part of me that wants to have a conversation and see where it goes. Yeah. If I decide that closure is my own decision and it's my own thing that I'm going to do with myself, I don't need to talk to that person to get that. I can, I can get closure on my own if that's what I really want. If I really, if what I really want is to maybe get back together with them, I'll reach out to them. That's how I feel about Susie reaching out. Um, I do think she's smart. I do think that, I don't think that she's like stupid for doing it. I just think that it maybe it's something she hasn't admitted yet to herself. She knows her better than I do. I can't begin to like speak on her intentions and reaching out, but like, I am of the opinion some that like often when someone reaches out for quote unquote closure, what they really mean is maybe this will get back to where we were before. Um, yeah, no, I agree. Um, the only thing, and you said it, so I know you agree. The only thing that I think maybe makes her situation different is just wanting to have a conversation is, off camera, which I do right, understand. The yeah. Totally get the camera, like totally. Um, um, because like, I've never had a televised breakup before. Right. Uh, so what do I know? Um, and then the other thing for me is like, they did get back together quite a while ago. And so that's where I also worry because I'm like, if I were Susie, watching back the way that he spoke to me when I told and the him other a boundary women. and the other women, like, and my biggest issue was actually the other women. I was like, um, watching the way he talked to two of my closest friends. Yeah. No. But also, even if you're going to be like, I'm being selfish, watching the way he talked to me, like the way yeah. that he talked to her, the way that he acted like she was a menace for setting a boundary. And I think things like that, when you're living them are easier to like, make excuses for like by the time she left Iceland she was like I know that that's not who you are I know that this is who you are whatever but like watching that back 
And then seeing the way that he treated Rachel and Gabby too, I'm like, it kind of is who he is, I think. Like, yeah. And I don't think it even makes him a terrible person. I think he just isn't ready. Like, I just really think he's not ready. So that's, that's something that Nick also kind of grilled Susie on is he was like, cause I guess Nick and Clayton actually get along and Nick is pretty notorious for being a hater toward a lot of people on the show. He's so me. (laughs) He's so me for that. And Nick was like, I actually really like Clayton. He's like, I think Nick was like, I think Clayton is a good guy. I think that Clayton is well-intentioned. He was like, I don't think that Clayton went into any part of this process thinking I'm going to deliberately hurt somebody. He was like, I think Clayton is a well-intentioned guy. He was like, but I think he's got a lot of growing up to do before he's ready for a relationship of that magnitude. Yep. And, and I think that's exactly what it is. And and Susie agreed. She was like, yeah, no, she was like, she was like, you know, when he and I first started dating again, she was like, we had a lot of conversations about the stuff that went on on the show. And she was like, one thing I will say, she goes, Clayton is honest to a fault. She goes, which we saw this season. He saw, he said everything he felt, which is what ultimately got him in trouble. Right. She was like, she was like, he is honest to a fault. She was like, I knew everything that was going to happen before I watched it on TV. She was like, which I'm grateful for because I got a heads up. She was like, didn't make it less painful. It was still hard to watch. She was like, but he didn't keep any of it from me. We had conversations about it. We talked about it. And she was like, I knew that Clayton had experienced growth since we filmed because when we first started talking again, I said, what if our relationship was really over? Would you be able to be friendly with, with me? Would you be able to be my friend? And Clayton said, no, I would feel like you played me. And she was like, and that really hurt my feelings because I was like, after all this, you still think I was there to be the bachelorette. And she was like, she's like, that really hurt me. She's like, then months went on. We kept talking, we kept whatever. And she was like, and it was right in the middle of the show airing. We knew the finale was going to be coming up. We knew all the shit was going to be coming up. And she was like, and Clayton and I had a conversation one night where he said to me, if you want to end this now we can pretend like we never got back together at the finale because I understand that my behavior sucks. And I understand that you're going to take a lot of criticism for getting back together with me. And if you want, we can end it now. And nobody has to know that we got back together. Like, I don't want you to go through that if you don't want to. And, and he was like, and he was like, and if you end our relationship right now, I will still have respect for you. I will still care for you. I would want to be friendly with you in the future. And Susie was like him saying that to me and him giving me that out, let me know that he, he was starting to understand exactly what he had done because a couple months prior, it was like, no, I wouldn't be able to be friends with you. I'd feel like you played me. And then it was, she was like, then I felt like he was showing genuine care for me. If I didn't want to go through it, he would protect me from it. And we could act like we never got back together. Damn. Um, I would have taken that ticket and run. Be like, bye. (laughs) Literally. <laughs> oh, really? See ya. <laughs> and I'm not saying I'm a Clayton and Susie fan. I think there's no. a lot of issues there, but I do think that that story in particular shows that watching this back at the very least has helped him grow up a little bit, which I think yeah. is important, which is good. And I hope, I just hope it continues. I think that there's a tendency when they get the happy ending. Um, I think that now there's going to be like, even in his posts, like he posted him and Susie, obviously like last night or whatever. And it's kind of like, well, I'm in this relationship now and I'm happy. So I don't have to answer for my crimes. And it's kind of like, I still, I still, answer for I, my crimes. even though he's grown, I still am like, you still are accountable for not like just, it's not even just the way you treated 
Rachel and Gabby, like they're going to be the bachelorettes there. I'm sure that they'll find love. I'm sure that they'll be fine the way you treated the girl you're dating now. And I'm glad that you have, um, this like private, uh, you know, understanding of that, but he's like a public figure at this point. Yeah. So I hope that he will take the opportunity as he's doing his like press tour to, to like continue to own the things that he did that were wrong. Because, like, while they do the press tour, it's going to be very, we live in bliss. Me and Susie are so perfect together. Yeah. But, like, it doesn't negate all the shit. Like, all the shit that he did to multiple women on the season, not only the top three, like, weeks back, you know? Like, I just, I think that, like, I think that he can have accountability and, like, still be happy. Um, But also, I'm, like, I want to see continued accountability. And I just think that, like, based on you know it only happened last night so who knows but it's like it it, I think it's very easy to be like oh look I'm happy now I got I got what I wanted uh and kind of ignore all the other things and I hope that interviews interviewers will hold him accountable and continue to be like hey man how are you how are you improving so you can be actually a good person for the girl you're dating uh because you weren't good to her before (laughs) so um yeah, no, I think I was unfair to Susie in that I was like, I just don't care about her. I still don't really care about her because I don't like Clayton and I don't care about like really anybody that associates with him <laughs> at this point. But yeah. I am glad that she did that interview with Nick Vile and I'm glad that she was able to say her piece and like defend herself and like answer to the tough questions that I know Nick likes to ask. Um, and even though I know not everyone will listen to it, I'm happy that she at least got to like have that conversation because again much of the press tour now is going to be her and Clayton being like look this is our kitchen like (laughs) we cook dinner you know what I mean like it's all very like down home home at the ranch trying to glaze it over right 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 and I think the only thing that could save Clayton from not being considered the worst bachelor ever is if they stay together and I'm not saying that's right or wrong but I think like we were texting about this earlier you were like if if Susie and him hadn't gotten back together and he had put all these women through all of this shit for absolutely nothing, like that's the only thing that could have been worse than what it was. No, that's the only argument that I've seen that hasn't made me like so pissed that she got back together with him because I'm like, at least something came of all of this because like, honestly, if he had just put all these women through it and like he deserved... I'm still of the opinion that he deserves to be alone. Like, I think he needs to sit in his aloneness and be like reflecting. It's, it's reflecting time. Go on paradise in a few years, like work your shit out. Um, but like, you know, the fact that he is with Susie at least makes it like, okay, at least he's with someone that being said, like, you know, it, it is something that she knew before it all aired everything that happened. But like, I still think even if I knew, watching my boyfriend speak to myself and then speak to two women that I really value and treat two women that I knew like that, I would have a really hard time watching it. Watching it versus hearing about it, um, is very different. And like, it was very, um, you know, they're sitting there and like, Jesse's like asking kind of, you know, he's like asking questions since he's like, he's like, are you in love? And she's like, I love you. Like, she can't really say it seriously. And I was like, yeah, this, I don't know. That's like speculation. I'm, you know, she's kind of a quirky gal that may just be the way she is, but I was like, she said something similar on Nick's podcast because he was like, do you think 
thing you guys are moving in together in Virginia. You're giving it a real shot. Do you think engagement stuff like that is in your near future? And Susie's like, he has said to me before that he would propose tomorrow and I've asked him not to. Yeah. So I think that Susie is still very much in a place of rebuilding. Um, Totally. And she should be like, that's what I want. If it's going to work, like she has to be. And I felt the same way with like Jason Mesnick who chose someone and then is still married to his second choice with Ari who did the same thing. Like, like it's not the same situation, but like we've seen it happen before. And I think the women, the reason that those people are still married to what was once their quote unquote second choice is because like they had to do a lot of rebuilding and they had to like, yeah, figure that shit out. Um, and that's what she has to do. And, but it also gives a bit of like, you know, the real, the biggest shocker of the season was when Cassie Randolph was at after the final rose. I know the other ones and- are like bachelor <laughs> fodder people that are always yeah. there. Like Nick Vile's always there. Caitlin Bristow's always right. there. Cassie? Michelle was just, Michelle was just the bachelorette, like made sense. Cassie's there. Okay. And Cassie, and this is also why I was disappointed because it does give me a bit of Colton Cassie energy. Yes. Um, because Cassie was like, I just hope Susie will stick to her guns, obviously, before we saw all of this play out. And then, like, to see her not do it, especially after everything Cassie went through with Colton, which was like, they were together for a year and allegedly yeah. happy. But, like, that shit turned around the real fan. fast and was, like, extremely... I mean, I can't even imagine, like, how difficult that was for her. So that's also where I worry. Not that I'm, like, just you know, sit, sitting here like Clayton is probably a stalker. Like, I don't fucking know. But like someone who has lived something very similarly was like, I just hope she sticks to like her guns on it. And then for yeah. her not to, that makes me a bit nervous. And also it um, was definitely a very pointed request for Cassie to be at the finale yes. because the ending was similar. Yeah. Colton was on an interview. I want to say he was on Almost Famous with Ben Higgins and Ashley Ive, my least favorite podcast of all time. But he, <laughs> it was it was like two days ago. And of course they had him on, like makes it worse. Like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm actually surprised. I would actually be interested to listen to it, even though it's my least favorite podcast of all time. Yeah. So I, okay, I'll just say the first thing first and then the second thing. So the first yes. thing, Colton was on it the other day. They brought up that Cassie was going to be at the finale and Colton said, yes, I knew that a producer gave me the heads up that she was going on, which I know that the franchise does not own me, um, but they gave me a heads up. She was going on. I have no idea what she's going to say. So Clayton was shaking in his boots watching the finale because he did not know what Cassie's involvement in the finale was going to be. Yeah. That being said, I'm interested to listen to the podcast, even though it's my least favorite podcast of all time, because when Colton came out. It was this whole big interview point that he was severing ties with Bachelor Nation because when he came out, nobody reached out to him. Fake friends, like blah, 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 blah. Nobody supports him. This, that, and the other thing. Whoa, ben Higgins, ben yeah. Higgins got on his podcast and said, Ben Higgins doesn't swear, but he more or less said that's bullshit because I guess when Colton came out, Ben Higgins called him and left him a lengthy voicemail and was like, dude, I'm so happy for you. Blah, 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 blah. Like Ben was like, and I know other people did too. Like, I know that I was not the only one. So Ben was pretty pissed at Colton for a while. So I'm interested to know if they talk about that because I don't see another way that Ben would have had him on. Yeah. Well, yeah. And like the thing with Colton too, is like, he's acting like the victim because nobody reached out to him. It's like, 
you stalked and harassed your ex. If people didn't reach out to you, it's not because they're homophobic and they want you out of Bachelor Nation. They want you out of Bachelor Nation because you stalked and harassed your ex-girlfriend and put a tracker on her car. Don't be weird. You know what I mean? Like, stop. Don't turn this around. Um, So anyway, but yeah, so uh, we'll see. I mean, honestly, I don't know. I'm not going to follow either either of them on social media. Whatever happens is none of my business. Like, it was the same thing with Katie and Blake. I was like, "Mm, this is none of my business. Like, (laughs) I don't care anymore. Sorry. Like, um, you know, I'll, I'll, uh, from afar, I think if he is the only way that, yeah, the only way that he could not be regarded as the worst bachelor literally of all time is if it does work. Um, I'm a bit skeptical, but I guess we'll see. And I also think like, if I were Rachel or Gabby, I would be extremely hurt by Susie. Extremely. Yeah, me too. Like I would be very, 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 very upset with her. Um, and it's, again, it's because it's not because, you know, oh, she texted him four months ago to get back together. No, it's like, which isn't what happened, but you know, it's not because of that. It's because how could you watch this happen and how could you watch this play out? And then immediately after go do an interview where you're like, this is my boyfriend. I love him. Like, not that she could watch that. And then in real time transition, yeah. to be like, um, we're actually going to break up right now, but like, still the concept still stands. I think where I would be like really sad. And she posted on her story, the announcement of them being the bachelorettes. I said, I don't follow her. I did check. Cause I was like, what is she posting? Um, she posted the announcement of them being the bachelorettes. And I was like, okay, a little bit fake of you, but okay. <laughs> yeah. I I'm just glad that when I search pilot on Instagram now, Rachel is the first one that comes Ugh. up and not Pete. Like that's beautiful Me too. That's so beautiful. Yeah. Anyway, let's get into the best part, which is that, um, they announced the bachelorettes and basically he's like, it's not Gabby. And I was like, I'm immediately not interested in whatever you have to say. (laughs) (laughs) Then he was like, it's not Rachel. And then they come back and he's like, it's both. And everyone, people have very mixed reactions to this. I wanted just Gabby, but that being said, I'm not mad. Like if Gabby gets to be one of them, I'm happy. And I think a lot of people are just worried that it's going to turn into drama hitting them against each hit other, against each other. And I just implore them. I hope that they don't do that. Like, I just hope that it is like an environment where both of them can support each other and both of them can find love. And like, based on their personalities right now, I feel like that would be the case. I'm hoping that it's not just one big pool of men that they both have to pick from. Like, I'm almost hoping they have two separate casts. Me too. Like living with, even if the cast is smaller, even if it's like 15 guys instead of 30. Like 20. That's what I was going to say too. I was like NFL draft it. Just have them like based on the headshots alone, be like, I want that one. And then the next one goes, I want that one. (laughs) Like, honestly, is that shallow? Yeah. (laughs) I feel like also, or if they're gonna, you know, whatever, they could do it that they meet all the same guys on night one and then they pick which ones they want in right. their group. Um, because then at that point, you only have a night one impression. Like if Gabby gets one that Rachel wanted, she only met him for one night. It's not that big right. a deal, you know? Like that's kind of my hope too, is like they yeah. do a bit of like a draft, kind of shady, <laughs> but whatever. But like, you know, you make it fair, you make it equitable. And it's like, is there the chance that one of them you know, quote unquote, takes the other one's soulmate, maybe, but like, not really, you know? This so I like, just hope it will be separate pools of men. I think that that's really my hope. This is like going to get a little existential, but like, I've always kind of believed in the concept of soulmates, like people that are meant to be in your life for a certain reason. Mm-hmm. But I also, the bachelor a hundred percent makes me believe in proximity theory. And just the fact yes. that like, 
chances are if you put 15 guys in Gabby's group, like the show itself, even just in a normal season, none of these women would have ever met Clayton if they had not all gone on The Bachelor. And that's not to say that Susie's not Clayton's soulmate. It just means that she never would have met him if they had not been in the same proximity. Yep. So I think on a thing with like Gabby and Rachel's season, if you put 15 guys on one team and 15 guys on the other, they're going to fall in love with the one they're with because that's the one she they're closest to. Right. We see this sometimes people pick their like first impression rose guy and like they don't last. Right. But, like it's just like the, you know, it's just like, oh, he got the first impression rose. Like he might be the love of my life. And then like Allie gave her first impression rose to Roberto. They broke up. Like, <laughs> yeah, it happens literally all the time. Like even if they choose the first person they saw, they they don't like always last. So it is definitely, that's so true. It's like, yeah, you're putting random 30 people in a room. Like right. that's how they're meeting this guy. Like, um, yeah. And look also, at John and John and Katie are dating and she sent him on home night too. You literally never know. <laughs> right. And also something I want to point out that I think is so interesting. There are so many couples in this franchise that I love that takes so much heat. Like for, for every, every little thing they take heat. Then it's like Susie and Clayton, who I expect, and Susie says that she expected to be the most hated couple in the history of the show. If you look at their comments, so positive. So positive. Everyone's like, I'm so happy for you. And I'm not saying they should be attacked online by any means, but also like there are couples that are just so not controversial that take so much shit. And then Clayton and Susie, people are like, I'm so happy for you. What? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it is kind of similar to like Matt and Rachel, not really. Obviously, yeah. Matt and Rachel, I think at this point have proven themselves. But that's what I'm saying. It's like it might yeah. be the same thing where it's like people were like, no. And then like a year from now, we're like, oh, they're cute. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like, um, obviously very different circumstances, but like, you know, like the long term may be very similar to them, where like, yeah, we had our doubts, they weren't together, now they're together, and like nobody really has an issue cares. with it. Yeah. Like, nobody cares. That's the thing. Nobody cares. Um, so, you know, unfortunately a bit of a waste of a season just due to like Clayton and his personality, but we did get, it's always the case where like the worst guys bring you the best women, the worst women bring you the best guys. Katie Thurston brought us literally every man I've ever, I've ever worshipped, I've ever worshipped is from Katie's season. Like what? Uh, and, and Clayton brought us a lot of good women. So for that, we thank him. Everything else, garbage. To boo, tomato, tomato. <laughs> like, <laughs> just like the worst. Um, but and, yeah, we'll, we'll see. I don't know. And that's that on that. That's not on that. But the new Bachelorettes we're very excited about. And it has given me like new, breathed new life into this franchise for me. Yeah. For, if me only well. for something different. Even if it is a shit show. I'm like, at least it's something new. And it's two Bachelorettes that I like. Yeah, they're both going to be really strong. I like them for different reasons, but I I like that too. Like I like, yeah. I mean, obviously they royally fucked Brit when Brit and Caitlin were double bachelorettes, but like it gives me Brit and Caitlin vibes in the sense that they were both very well liked, but they were so different. Yeah. That even if Brit had stayed on the entire season, I don't feel like there would have been very much competition between Brit and Caitlin right. because they're so vastly different. That was one of my points too. I was like, I don't feel like these two people have the same taste in men. Like, I know that they were both dating Clayton technically, but like Gabby clearly was like proximity. You know what I mean? Like it was like interested in him, but like Rachel was like in love with him. Like that, that's much more to me. At least it seems that like that's Rachel's type. And then, yeah, I mean, Gabby has dated Dean Unglert and Blake Hortzman. So wait, what? 
Yeah. Wait, what? Yeah. Before any of them were on the franchise. Like, I think Blake and her actually, like, I don't remember. One of them she, like, hooked up with in college. One of them. That makes sense because she lives in Denver. Yeah, she lives in Denver. She briefly dated one of them. And both of them have said, like, Dean at least has, like, acknowledged it and said nice things about her. I think, like, may have. I don't really remember. But I read, like, an article about it. Um, Definitely, like, BuzzFeed. Hi. Oh, my God. Studious. But, yeah, she's dated both of them, which neither of them are like Clayton for different reasons. So, isn't that crazy, though? I did not know that. That's so crazy. Fun fact. But they both had very nice things to say about her. Um, and Dean, like, it was before the, sh- the season aired. I think Dean was like, I could see her going very far on this show. She gets along with everyone, basically. Interesting. And then Blake tweeted last night. It was like, Gabby was great, but Rachel is the strongest candidate. Rachel for Bachelorette or something. And I was like, um. Ick. <laughs> I was Ick. Like, He's I was like, like a- ew, you're I- projecting. Like... <laughs> He makes no sense to be our favorite person because he's everything we don't like. He literally gives me the ick like every time he speaks and I'm like, "Mm, I love him. Um, (laughs) No, like literally, like he was like Rachel for Bachelorette or whatever. And I was like, I do like Rachel, but like I wouldn't want just Rachel to be the Bachelorette. I did very much want Gabby to just be the Bachelorette. But like both of them I'm fine with. Yeah. Um, So anyway, I was like, you're literally the only person that thinks this. And it's definitely because you guys like dated, like you dated Gabby and and now you're like uncomfortable. Like, I don't know. It was so weird. It was so funny. He's like, he's like, I didn't get to be the bachelor. A girl I dated can't be the bachelorette. Like he's just so bitter to this day. He's still, he's still like mad that he wasn't the bachelor. Um, He wasn't ready. He wasn't ready. He's still not ready. He's like still Um, not ready. Yeah. (laughs) So anyways. Anyway. That's that. Can't wait. That's that on that. Um, Hooray. We will be back in July. Look out for some some refreshing, some rebranding. We're going to be coming at you with new new formats, new content. It's going to be exciting. I think the format depends on the week, I think. And hopefully we'll be back to weekly as well. We're just vibing. We'll see what happens. But yeah, do some thematic, do some recap. We got you whatever all your coverage you might see us pop into your feeds from time to time for some bonus content so be on the lookout and we'll see you whenever that happens and we'll see you thanks whenever for that listening happens. wish um, us luck as for, we complete if, grad school if you listened through clayton season you're like a true homie because like most people didn't even watch so <laughs> thank you so Literally. much for being here yeah subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast and follow us on instagram at don't insult my podcast so that you don't miss any bonus content from us and until july 11th slash the week of july 11th um yeah we'll 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 see you then we'll see you then bye